Yes, people, I feel this is Francis's. Woo! You know what I mean? It's the theme track, baby. And his life is now champion. Say what? Yes, 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 it is Monday, which means it's chin check, baby. We are recapping the action and what action it was. Listen, right, we're doing UFC and we're doing sub underground, right? Because it's a bye week next week for the UFC, I'm going to catch up with my LFAs then, all right? But, um, yo, even with just these two, so much to get into, people. So let's go. Yo, people, UFC 260, right? Oh my God, it said exactly what it was about on the tin, biggest, baddest rematch. Fuck, for a 10 fight card, this one, yo, it it had it all, right? It had it. Oh, (laughs) we had some serious, serious action. You know what I mean? What, I think we had, oh, six finishes? I believe it was six finishes, right? Um, two submissions and three knockouts. No, that would be four knockouts. <laughs> and yo, and the fights that went to decision, good fights. Real good fights. Interesting. Real friggin' interesting. Man, this was a fun one. So we had Anik, Rogan, and Cormier. Oh, man. And that the Cormier was just chokes. Just jokes at the end, right? Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, great card. Great card. Now, I think, um, yeah, let's, let's go in. All right, we're going to do this ass backwards. We're going to look at these decisions, right? I think that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to jump with the decisions. Don't want to go to the crazies. And then we're going to talk that main up. Bent people, alright? So the fight between Shane Young and Omar Morales 
it was an interesting one, right? They were, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, first though, smoking Shane Young. Man, with with all the craziness happening at City Kickboxing, you know, it, it was like, it's a tough one for him, man, coming into this. You know, a lot of unrest and all of that. Uh, last fall in September last year, you know, he um he lost that fight, so you knew he he wanted to make you know he wanted to make a mark, right? Came in wanting to make a mark here, and yeah, he has to go up against friggin' Omar Morales, who no joke, right? Definitely no joke. Now he himself is coming off a loss, but you know. It was against Giga Kadezi, and Kadezi is just like, whew, he's serious, man. Here, and especially, you know, we're seeing the same kind of development with him, like we did with Adesanya, both coming in from that kickboxing background. So yeah, tough fight, but you knew this would be an interesting one. Now, you could see that Young is tough. Right, you can see, and he's worked on his conditioning, right? You could definitely see that. Things started off a little tentatively, right? And I think the, you know, Morales is the one getting more off, right? I think that was the the thing that was evident in round one. Young was throwing... But he always seemed a little bit of a step behind Morales. So when we came to the second round, it was like, um, oh, Young, you know what I mean? Young's turned it up a bit. Like, comes out, gets a takedown. Gets a takedown straight away. So you're just like, ah, oh, okay. Okay. But what was crazy, he, he was in a dominant position and he he dropped back for a leg lock, and it was just like, Ur, there wasn't really a need to do that, you know. So um, yeah, that was a shame. That was a shame. Um, I think um, it was an interesting round because they were both doing their thing, right? They were both doing their thing. Both hit some good shots, right? And I think Morales ended the round very strongly. But coming into the third, you didn't know which way the judges might have taken that second. It could definitely have been a 1-1, but then again, it could definitely have gone to Morales. So it was all about that third round, all about the third. And, you know, Young always push forward, right? I mean, that's definitely something you have to give to him. He was pushing forward throughout the fight. But it was just Morales. He, he was doing more. I think Morales was doing more. He gets the takedown. Lovely body lock takedown. Now, he didn't wasn't able to hold Young. But. It, it was definitely well executed, you know, disrupted Young's flow, right? 
which is definitely a good job. And I think the other big thing, like Young was doing a lot of, you know, jabbing to the body and stuff like that, where Morales was hitting, you know, he was hitting those more decisive shots. So, yeah, it, it wasn't really a surprise that Morales gets the unanimous decision. Yeah, wasn't really a surprise. Now, we then had, um, oh, and that was a February fight, right? So then we had, literally straight afterwards, had um, Modesta Bukakis against uh, Mikhail Olashechok. Right at light heavyweight, and yeah, <laughs> I think there's definitely takeaways from this fight. Right now, Olin Jachok he had the heavier shots for sure. He had the heavier shots and tremendous movement. Right, he was able to avoid a lot of what Bukakis was throwing at him. Now, I, I would say, like, the, the biggest issue that Bakakas had was, I think he was rushing too much, right, because he would miss, and it was always missing big, you know, it, it was never just a, you know, he just slightly missed a jab, he'd, he'd miss and put himself completely out of position, which then allows Olajechuk to land on him. And, you know, he's throwing these big shots, right? Throwing big shots. But Olajechuk had such great head movement and just footwork in general that he was slipping. He was slipping a lot. So you could see why Bokakis was tired going into the third. Now, that's not to take anything away from him because Bokakis... He was still trying, you know what I mean? He didn't, although he was tired in that third round, he was still looking to do stuff, right? So I think that was um, that was a big one. And the crazy thing is Bukakis was landing good shots. You know, he was landing some very good shots, you know. He did some good work with the uppercut, with the right and all of that. But none of his shots were slowing Oladjechuk down, right? I think that's the big one. Whatever he was putting out there, it wasn't enough to give Oladjechuk pause. And then when he's missing, right, it, it, it's just giving Oladjechuk so many openings, right? But yeah, Bukakis, you know, spinning back kicks, like he was doing a lot of good work with his kicks. That was probably his best weapon in the fight. But yeah, he 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 then I don't know, I mean throwing kicks continuously, that's some tiring shit, right? It's definitely some tiring shit. So I think with it, you know what I mean like you couldn't be consistent with it. You couldn't just... He he wasn't able to do it throughout. And it maybe if he could have, things might have gone a little differently. But 
it, it does, I feel it does give him stuff to think about. You know what I mean? Definitely gives him stuff to think about. Because you can see there's straight up talent there. But you can't be missing that crazily in a fight. Because, you know, there's some people that are gonna turn your lights out when you've put yourself in such a bad position. But, right, out out of all of it, it was a split decision. You know what I mean? It, it was a split decision. One judge gave it to um, Bukakas 29-28. The other two, it was 29-28, Right? But yeah, one judge did it give to did give it to Bakaka. So yeah, Bakakas was you know, he he wasn't out of the fight. He wasn't like terrible or anything like that. It it was just I think the consistency of the work, right? So then we had um and again, just literally straight after that fight, we had a ooh Abaka Numamegov against Gerard Gooden. So this was a welterweight clash, and I have to say it was a bit, it was an odd one really, because I think the Gooden we saw today wasn't. Didn't I mean, he just didn't seem as effective or just prepared as the Gooden we saw against Alan Jaban, you know? It just seemed that he didn't have a, another game plan. He didn't have a, 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 just a way of, you know, doing anything to Manuma Megadov, right? It was, you know, just jabs, right? That's all he seemed to, um, it's all he seemed to have, you know, just, yeah, just not a lot, right? He, he's throwing a lot of singles, like throwing a lot of singles that just weren't cutting it. You know, where Numa Magov, he had some great head movement, you know, he's just... Yeah, throwing a lot and throwing stuff that you know just it, it's mixing stuff up, right? I think he's he's mixing it up. He had a better offense and a better variety of offense, and good and just I don't know, he just seemed very flat tonight, right? Very flat, which again against Joban. You know, especially in those first two rounds, he was showing some good variety. He was showing very good movement. In this fight, it, it just didn't, yeah, it just didn't seem like we were seeing the same fighter. You know, so yeah, I don't know what happened, right? I, I, I'm kind of feeling he was just flat, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So our last decision was on the main card, right? It was on the main card, and it was the ladies' flyweight fight. It's the ladies' flyweight fight between Miranda Maverick and Gillian Robertson. So, um, yeah, I mean, both 
very talented. And this was a fun fight. A fun fight. Right, so I think what we saw, Roberson's stand-up definitely improved. Definitely improved, right? She looked she looked decent on the feet. Well, I mean, she looked better on the feet. I think the problem for Robertson is it's her size, right? I, I think it's her size. Because you listen to Maverick. Maverick? Maverick. <laughs> and, um, you know, apart from having a Marvel superhero name, you know what I mean? It's like she's... Yeah, she was like, oh, this was a bit of a struggle, this weight cut. You know, this was a harder weight cut. So that means she she's cutting, right? She's, well, I mean, yes, this is a weight cut, so you had to cut. But what I mean is she's cutting significant weight, you know? And Robertson isn't. Right, I, I think that's the big takeaway. Like on the scales, Maverick was 126, Robinson was at 125 and a half. Right? And when you saw them in there, Maverick was clearly the bigger fighter. Like clearly the bigger fighter. So her her I mean her stand-up is better, but I think the big Issue for Robinson was the fact that Maverick's punches were just heavier, right? They were just heavier shots. So yeah, she she took took one, and it's like oh, but where Robinson is landing some good shots, she landed good shots, right? They're not having the same effect. So I think that was big. And also when um, Maverick was on top of Robeson, again, it was like Natalia Santos. It was harder for Robeson to move her. And I think it's not a skill issue. It's a size. I think Robeson is having a problem with the larger ladies in the division, which does make you wonder, right? Does make you wonder. But I think what was great about the fight was... Maverick clearly had the first round. Clearly had the first round. It was interesting because Robeson didn't really shoot. Didn't really shoot. And there was one point where um, Maverick had taken her down. Right Now, Robeson showed great defense to avoid damage and everything like that. But got up. And you just wondered, oh... Like, wouldn't she have maybe done better with holding her on the ground and trying to do something? You know, like, we've, we've seen her do that. You know, against Courtney Casey, you know, we've we seen her, you know, get people down hold, or be taken down and then grab an arm bar or something. All right? And she did. At one point, she did try an arm bar. And, oh, man, it looked like it was close for a minute. Right, but the second round, Roberson completely turned it around. Completely turned it. Got a takedown and just dominated on the ground. Dominated on the ground. 
which was real interesting, right? Maverick got up with, uh, I think, like, 10 seconds to go and landed some big shots, landed some big, heavy shots, but for about, uh, I don't know, at least four minutes, Robertson just controlled that fight, right? So the third round, um, yeah, it, it just, you know, Maverick was able to get the takedown and, um, yeah, just have that heavy top game. Now, Robertson, you know, she was showing some good movement on the bottom and avoided a lot of the shots, but Maverick had control. Maverick had control of that third round, right? So the, the back and forth of it all, was great. We saw some good transitions. And within those transitions in the third, especially, the, the weight again was a clear thing because where um, Robinson escaped from a position, right? And I think normally we'd see her then power through, get on top. This one, Maverick was able to stop that second push. Able to stop that second push And I don't know Part of it might have been You know just It's the third round you're feeling tired But I think some of it was just Can't move this woman Can't move this woman So yo um, Maverick got the win Right got the win What was crazy About this fight Was No judge Gave so not no judge. I think there was one judge. No, two judges. Two judges gave all three rounds to Maverick. Only one judge gave it 29-28. And I'm just like, it's crazy to not give Roberson that second round. Right? She had control for the majority of the round Maverick, as I said, look She landed some very good shots in the last 10 seconds But I'm like, that can't negate All the work Robertson has done Which, I mean, you know It's just things like this that highlight The issue That there is with The judging, right? It definitely does that But, yeah, great win for Maverick And you definitely Think, oh. Yeah, who are we going to see her up against next, right? There's, I mean, she's showing some extremely, extremely good skills, right? So um, definitely a ranked opponent next. And for Robinson, listen, mad heart, mad heart. And as I said, look, we definitely saw improvements in the stand-up. But I do wonder... If she could maybe cut to straw weight. Because then she, I think she won't get, you know, muscled around as much. Right? Which is her issue with this one. So I'm wondering if she could cut. I wonder if she could make that cut. You know? I don't know. But, um, yeah. It'll be an interesting thing. But I don't, you know, definitely not dead. Definitely not dead, right? Because we always see improvements with Robertson's game. So I think her and Dean Thomas will go away from this. They'll work on some stuff and we'll see a more renewed 
you know, even better Robinson in the next fight, right? And who knows, maybe these two will square up again in the future. But, um, yeah, it was a, I thought this was a great fight. Uh, yeah, so much fun. I thought it definitely, it was, a, you know, watching the fight, I thought it had potential for fight of the night, right? But, um, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that was all our decisions, people. So, the card had six finishes. Six finishes, right? So, we had, what, four TKOs, four knockouts, two submissions. And, um, yo, it, it was fun, right? Started off, actually, the night started off with a, um... <laughs> it was a crazy finish it was a crazy finish Because you weren't sure if it was going to happen Right? So we started with um, It was a middleweight clash, right? Abu Azatar you know, His first appearance since 2018 Against Marc-Andre Barriou You know, the power bar And, um yeah, I, I kind of was, you know, looking at this fight, you kind of thought, all right, Barry you with, um, yeah, you know, he's just fought more regularly. Yeah, I just felt that that gap, that's going to be an issue, right? But I have to say, look, Azatar, he, he came out looking hungry. But I think the, the big problem for Azatar, he was... So, so just, he just seemed so, like, tense and jittery And not, like, tense and jittery in a, well, I'm going to say not in a bad way Byron kind of was, right? He was just so hyperactive Right, so hyperactive He was just, like, ah, you know, came out, tried everything And, you know, he was working at a pace, right? So, but because he's you know, so aggy, it, 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 he, he was missing, and I think he, he was, he wasn't utilising um, himself in the best way, right, so Barry Yu, he was getting off some good jabs and kicks and whatnot, but that pressure, like that pressure, it was coming from Azatar, so you're thinking he won that first round, but you're in, he, he went to the corner and he's like, <gasps> he's he's blowing a little, right? So you're just like, okay, <laughs> that's um, yeah, not not the best, not the best situation to be in, right? So uh, yeah, then it all started from the second, right? So you know, I think. Barry Yu, he he's really um he's starting to up his game, like up the tempo, right? Landing good jab, he's kneeing the body, which makes sense, right? Definitely. If if you if your opponent is a little gas, like go for that body. Go for that body. And Barry Yu, he's looking good. Looking good. But Azatar, he lands, right? He he lands a um a counter left, right? A nice counter left that stuns 
Barry U. Thing is, though, Barry U kept his composure, kept his composure, and just kind of tied up Azatar. Right, Azatar, he, he tried to take Barry U down, just couldn't. Couldn't. Azatar kept his cool, landed a very good elbow, right? Landing a very good elbow, and yeah, Azatar is sucking in even more air, right? So you're just like, ooh, this is interesting, right? And then Baru is just marching forward and just putting it on Azatar. So coming into the third, you're just like, okay, this is definitely one, one, definitely one, one, I would say. Right, and um, yeah, Baru, he's just continued to come forward and just bring that pressure to um, Azatar. But the thing is, Azatar, he toughed it out, he really toughed it out for sure. Right now, Baru, he landed a great right, a right, left, and um. Yeah, got Azatar down, got him down, and then it's just ground and pound, ground and pound, elbows, but by this point, Barry U is tired, right, so he's he's not, um, like, he, he's dropping the ground and pound, and I will say, right, that you do kind of feel that, it was a little surprising that Jaron Valau didn't stop the fight sooner, right? But this, yes, Azatar was moving, but he's taking a lot. He's taking a lot of hits, a lot of hits, and like Barry, he he loses position a few times, right? Loses position a few times, but he's still getting shots off. But finally. Finally gets back to Mount, and he's just dropping shots, right? Dropping elbows, dropping everything, and the fight is stopped. The fight is stopped with, I think it's like four seconds left. Four seconds left. And you're just, it was a little bit like, oh, finally. Right, because it got to a point and you weren't sure if it was actually going to get stopped because we were so close to the end. You're like, are they just going to let him get, you know, get through? But, yeah, I mean, it definitely warranted to be stopped. You know, Azatar took a lot of damage at that end. And it, it, was, it was nice to see Barry get a win because, you know, the last time, you know what I mean? To have your win turned around to a no contest because of weed, it's just ridiculous. But them's the breaks, people. Them's the breaks. So after that, we had to wait until the last fight on the prelims. Last fight on the prelims, we had... um, Fabio Charon stepping in on short notice to fight Alonso Medifield, right? Light heavyweight clash. And um, yeah, I think it was an interesting one, right? Because look, Medifield can oftentimes 
just lose focus lose focus and we hadn't seen we as I say we hadn't seen the hugest diversity of offense from him so this fight man as I Medfield really yeah, we, we could see the improvements. We could see the improvements from Medfield in this fight, right? So he landed a good right, right? Good right on um Sharon, right? Sharon's trying to do his thing. Tried for an uppercut, didn't quite um didn't quite work, right? Um, now. Medfield gets a takedown. Sharon. He, as he's getting taken down, he thinks, I'm going to go with the guillotine, right? But once he hits the ground, Medifield's head is out, right? So he hasn't got the guillotine. But he does that thing that you just think, yo, cats know not to do now. And he kept. Tried to keep the guillotine Even though Medifield He isn't in his guard Right, he's not in his guard So you're not getting the guillotine It's not going to work But you are putting yourself in a predicament Right Putting yourself in a predicament And after Medifield Got caught in it In his last fight against Ovin St. Prue Hey, Medifield's like I know this shit and he gets her out with a um a von Prue choke. <laughs> right? Gets him with a von Prue. And I've, what was surprising? Uh Medifield's only the fourth person to land a von Prue. Which yeah, I I was shocked. I thought more people would hit hit that choke of late, but yeah, of, supposedly not. Right, so um, yeah, good, definitely a good win for um Menafield, even though Charant was a late replacement. I think it is very good just because we see, we were able to see improvement and growth in Menafield's game. Right, so that was big, that was big. So then the next fight, lightweight clash, Karma Worthy against a Jamie Malarkey, and um, yeah, this. This one was good. You're thinking, yo, this is going to be interesting, right? But you just thought, ooh, with that power, with that power, it, it, it's got to be It's got to be um, worthy, right? I'm thinking worthy. He, he probably, because you just thought he edged out that power, right? So, start no feeling out at all. Exchange some jabs and some kicks. Hearing, it, it it's all, it's all there. So they both, I think they're both throwing out some feints and shit, right? Both trying to coax the other into mistakes, right? So um, Malaki lands a left after fainting a right, right? And Worthy, it is because. Yeah, it was the faint that threw him. Like, because Worthy was coming with his own shot. But I think the faint just throws him up for a second. 
And that's all that was needed. And he gets hit with the left, right? Gets hit with the left. And at first you weren't quite sure, right? But then all of a sudden, Worthy's legs just... He does a chicken dance. He does a chicken dance and then it's just like, boom, crashes down. And it is done. It is done. Which you're like, yo, that's insane. It's insane. Right? Huge win for Jamie Malarkey, people. Huge win for Jamie Malarkey. Uh, so then our next... Our next knockout, our next big one was the bantamweight clash between Thomas Almeida and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Gotta say, this fight, this fight was, it was insane. This fight was insane, right? We saw two walkaways and Thomas Almeida has a chin on him. Thomas Almeida has a freaking chin. So, fight starts, right? And what was really nice to see was O'Malley and his utilization of range. Now, a lot of people that have a, you know, height and reach advantage don't always utilize the range. And it's infuriating. It's infuriating. But you're just like, listen, you've got long ass legs. You've got long ass arms. Why aren't you using them? You, you stop putting your chin in danger. What are you doing? But no, O'Malley was doing that. And he was doing it so well. So well. Like Almeida, he landed, you know. He landed some kicks, right? But o O'Malley was switching stances, you know, just mixing it up. Mixing it up, right? Uh, a spinning back kick and uppercuts. He was doing, like, front kicks and side kicks to the calf, right? Side kicks to the calf, which were just... Oof. It's just nasty. It's just, you're just thinking, oh, that's going to really fuck someone up, man. But, yeah, O'Malley's just mixing it. And um, he lands, right? He lands a shot on Almeida. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right? He, he did a, a front kick. Head kick and a right. <sighs> Almeida goes down. Almeida goes like and Almeida crashes down, crashes down, right? And O'Malley walks away, walks away. But ref doesn't call it. Ref doesn't call it. So you're just like, oh no. Hearing, oh no. Because if O'Malley had jumped in on him, a bit like um, the second fight, Stipe uh, Cormier, 
when you know in, in the third was it the third fourth round and Stipe kind of got mount on Cormier up against the fence and then was dropping shots like that's the position Almeida was in so if Mali had done a Stipe boom you're thinking yeah that he's he's stopping that fight right but no Almeida's up now what was very interesting, and it showed a maturity after the flub, right? After the immaturity, it showed a maturity from O'Malley not to rush in, right? Not to go crazy. So he, you know, he just continues to pick away, right? Continues to pick away and just land shot after shot on Almeida. Are you thinking, okay, if he put him down in the first, he, he's going to stop him, right? But in the second, let's say, look, Almeida showed a great chin, showed a great chin. And it didn't look like he was hurt in a similar way. So you're like, oh, is this going to go the distance, right? Is this going to go the distance? And the worst thing is because... Do not be fooled, right? Almeida's still a, a legit badass, right? Still power in those hands. So it's, you're, you're, you're getting to a point and it says like, if O'Malley gets mad frustrated and comes in reckless, imagine if Almeida lands a shot. Imagine he lands that sweet shot. And puts O'Malley out. How insane would that be, right? But, people, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. So we're in the third. And O'Malley continuing to put it on Almeida with just that selection of attacks. Right? And he's mixing it up. Now, he lands a short left that... Man, a short left that puts Almeida down. Then a right. Woo! A right from standing that just... Man, just put Almeida's lights out. Right? And that was... I think just over halfway in that third round. But, yeah. He, he, he got his walk away. But just... You know, a couple of rounds out later than expected. But it was definitely a great, a great performance from O'Malley. It really was. You know, he looked so smooth and sharp. So smooth and sharp. And, and which was good because, you know, there was the, there was the worry that after the Vera fight that he, he might be reckless. Might be reckless because he, he he wants to show, yo, I'm still legit. But no, he kept his calm, kept his cool, and just whew, put on a display, people. Put on a display. So we're then co-main event, right? Co-main event, welterweight clash, former champion Tyrone Woodley looking to stop the skid. Against a Vicente Luque, but Vicente, 
no slouch, no slouch, and, you know, he's a signature win away from a breakout, right, that's, it's kind of how you, you kind of look at it with Luke, because, you know, he's always going to be coming forward, he's always going to be a problem, and you kind of thought, that coming forward, that in-your-face style, Tyrone has not fared well with that in his last few fights, right, that's been the issue, so, man, he was looking at this fight thinking, oh, how's this gonna be, and people, we saw a different Tyrone Woodley tonight, saw a different Tyrone Woodley, it was, it's the old T. Wood, it's the old T. Wood doing his thing, right, He's not playing. He came at, you know, uh, Luke just whew, throwing them bows, right? Throwing them, landing some great shots, right? Landing some great shots, you know? He got um, Luke to the fence. Now, Luke was able to reverse it, which... I think that that was definitely the slimmed down Woodley, right? But even though, you know, Luke was able to reverse, Woodley, you know what I mean? He, he still, still wasn't fucking around, right? Didn't look to stay in the situation. You know, fought his way out, showing just this renewed aggression, New aggression landed some good knees to the body, right? And then he hits a right, hits a big right, stuns Luke, stuns him. And you're like, oh shit, T would be back, right? Now, Luke, you know what I mean? Luke was just like, okay. I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to keep my cool. And as Tyrone came in, Luke lands his own right and, wow, stuns Tyrone. Right? Stuns Tyrone. He's on wobbly ass legs. He's on real wobbly ass legs. But you can see, he's trying to keep it together. Tries to keep it together. Right? So, Luke, he he goes in for the kill. Woodley lands another rocket. You're just like, oh, my God. Right? So, you're thinking, okay, Woodley's going to, oh, Woodley lands a big shot. He comes in. Luke, big shot. It's done. It's done. And then Woodley lands another big shot. And you're just on the edge of the seat going, oh. What the fuck is going to happen? Oh, my God. But Luke was able to um, ride out that big shot from Woodley. He rode it out, and he got a takedown. I think that was huge, right? If I think if Woodley was able to stay up, that might have helped. But Woodley is still stunned. You know, the right he threw was... You know, autopilot. So, um, yeah, Luke gets him down. And Woodley's up against the fence 
right? He's up against the fence. So as Luke K slips in a das, right? Woodley has nowhere to go. He can't back out. He can't turn. You know, his defense of it is very much compromised. And because Woodley is compromised, it's those reflexes be slow. Reflexes be slow. And Luke gets the tap. Luke gets the tap. Which is huge. Huge, man. And you, oh gosh, you, you, you had to feel a bit gutted for Woodley. Had to feel a bit gutted for Woodley because, right? I think if we'd been watching this fight and it had gone, this, it was going the same way as the previous, same way as the previous, you know, it, if it had been decision or just, you know, Luke gets him down and taps him out, you'd be like, ah, whatever. But the fact that we had seen a revitalized Woodley here, right? We'd seen a revitalized Woodley on his grime. I mean, that was the thing that was just like, oh, man, that sucks. Right? You could see, oh, he'd finally got it back. Finally got it back. But, yeah. It's an interesting one, right? Because you're thinking, where does it go here? And, you know, Woodley put on a great performance to that to that point. So, I, oh, is he going to get given another opportunity or will that be it? Because this is four in a row. Three, four, or oh, is it five? I don't know, I think it's four in a row, which ain't great. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes but we know what happens next people it's the main event so it is the rematch three years in the making three years in the making they last for january 2018 and stipe man put on a superb show right a superb game plan to stifle the juggernaut Francis Ngannou, right, so you're just like, well, Stevie, he's got the game plan, right, got the game plan, so, ah, do you, do you think he wins, do you think he loses, what the fuck, but in that time, right, Francis changed up his camp, Changed up his camp and the way he's been doing things. Working. And listen, what, what we've been hearing. Working on the wrestling. Right? Working on the wrestling. Working on the jiu-jitsu. Working on all of that stuff. But his fights, they they never go long. Right? Never go long. So it, it's been hard to, you, you know, to see any improvement. It's hard. Because... You know, the, and the video had been doing the rounds, right? As past fights always do. But you, you saw the fight against Rosenstruck where Francis, there was no technique. Right? There was no technique in that one. He just swarmed forward and put Rosenstruck out. Put him out like a lame dog. 
you know. So you're just like, has Francis progressed enough? Because although, right, it, it's been three years, right? So, but he hasn't had many fights because you know, he's murking people. And so you, you can't exactly throw him a cat off the contender series. You know what I mean? That's that's that would just be manslaughter. Right? But all the big dudes, you know, he's either beaten them or they had someone already there. So it was just like Francis didn't get the cage time. But he did get the training time. So you feel that's big. But I think the most telling thing, the most interesting thing coming into this fight we saw on Friday. It was the weighing. Right, the fact that there was 30 pounds between the two of them, that was a real interesting one. Because you're looking at it thinking, okay, look, Stipe, he ate big shots in that first fight. He survived, right? Survived, took Francis down, did his thing. Now, the problem with that is the next fight, he got knocked out. Right, so you're thinking, okay, obviously those shots did take a toll, but how is it going to be now that the difference in weight is so much more? Because I think in that first fight it was maybe 15 pounds, but now it's double that. So how's that going to look? Right? Those were the questions coming into this. And from the giddy up, Yo, from the giddy up, Francis, first shot was a leg kick, right? Not rushing in like a maniac. No, leg kick. And we saw a measured, a measured Ngano attack here, right? He, he was really just thinking everything out, right? Stipe... You know, he's, he's landing some leg kicks, but Francis, you know, body shots. You know, he landed a, a nice right. He landed a nice right. And you're just like, ooh, that's got to hurt. And straight away, Stipe shoots. So you, you know the right did, yeah, it, it did make Stipe think, right? So Stipe shoots. So it's just like, okay. Right, we we saw what happened in that last fight. Well, this time, you know, Ungano, he stuffs that shot. He stuffs it. You're in, and not just a, a struggle too. No, decisively, you know, he slams that door like, no, I said no. That's what he did, man. That's what he did. Like a mugger attacking a woman, and then she turns around with mace and nunchucks. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, I was not expecting that. You know what I mean? It was one of those ones, right? So, yeah, he stuffs the shot, spins round. So, it, it's just like, you definitely see from this moment, oh, Francis be training. Right, because he stuffs the shot, then he kind of transitions to the back and he's landing those shuffle shots. Man, 
It's landing those shovel shots on Stipe. So you're like, oh, shit. Okay. So they're back on their feet, right? Back on their feet. And then it throws a head kick. Throws a head kick, right? Which landed. You're like, what the fuck has happened with Angano, man? This is some scary shit. Right, so yeah, it's like Francis was looking so sharp in that first round. Now, his mouth is open, right? So you're thinking, hmm, what? It, like, what is this? You know, like he didn't look crazy tired, but it's just like, oh, is that an adrenaline drop? Like, how is he gonna be moving forward? What's gonna happen here? So second round, Francis. Calf kicks, calf kicks, you know, which would just, the way Francis throws those calf kicks, you're just like, that, that definitely should be illegal, <laughs> you mean, that definitely should be illegal, that, does, that doesn't look good, and he throws a short left, a short left that rocks Stipe, Rots Stipe, and he stumbles, man. Stipe stumbles to the fence. Francis, he swarms him, swarms him, lands big shots. Stipe, he, he stumbles off the fence, right? Stumbles off the fence and um, eats an uppercut. Eats an uppercut, right? Francis moves in, and Stipe lands a left. Stipe lands a left, right, which you can see, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 let me push this advantage, problem is, right, although he landed a good left, it doesn't give, you know, doesn't give Ngano pause, it's not like he, you know, he stumbled, right, he takes a step back, no, he doesn't, but you kind of feel, oh, Stipe's still a little rocked, so he's, after landing the left, Stipe comes in, and Francis hits him with his own counter left hook, and, oh my god, Stipe just, he's flattened, he is flattened, he, it's, you know what I mean, when people go back, but go back from standing, so their their legs are kind of bent in that weird way, and the back is arched back, that was Stipe, man, and Francis, being the bloody predator that he is, he comes in, lands, oh, I would say, a, a couple of hammer fists, and Stipe is out, Stipe is out, luckily, during no more, doesn't get anything else off, fight is done, and no, and no, yes, I mean, listen, right, this is one of them fights where, you know, listen, Steve Hay was the go, right, so to to kind of discount him going in, that's just, like, it's a, it, was a, it would be a crazy disservice, and especially after the work he did in that first fight, 
But if you were going to get any prediction wrong, this one was the one that you just so it was so happy about, right? Because you know, you know Francis's journey. You know that journey. And then just to hear it in even more depth on Rogan, it was just like, God damn. You know, you just sort of like, if anyone deserves a belt, man, it's Francis. So the, 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 the fact that he wins it and wins it in such style, you can't hate on that shit. Jerry, you can't hate on it. It was outstanding. It was incredible, right? Three motherfucking African champions in the UFC. Two. Two from the homeland. And then Francis from freaking Cameroon. It's something else. Definitely something else. I was like, Daniel Sturridge, he did tweet be like, oh, you know, not many Africans in the UFC. And I was like, Yo, you ain't been paying attention. There's been there's been a few, right? Just not with you know what I mean not to the same skill as Ngano, Adesanya, and Usman. You know what I mean? Hey, it 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 was man. It was a crazy friggin' crazy finish to this card, man. For ten fights. We had some friggin' incredible fights, right? So, fight of the night, and I, you know, what I, mean? I look, I thought the um Robeson Maverick fight was great, but I, you know, what I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go against this one because fight of the night was Woodley Lupe, and for however long that lasted, that was insanity. So, yeah, you know, that was, I, I wouldn't knock it. And then performance of the Knights, there's, you know, listen, there's a good few people that kind of could have got that, right? Barry you, do you know what I mean? Started a card off in crazy fashion. Metafield, you know, Malarkey, right? Awesome. But, um... It goes to O'Malley, right? I mean, two walkaways in one fight. It's hard to deny that. And then Francis, which, yes, come on. <laughs> you can't. You couldn't not, right? Couldn't not. And as a, listen, I, I imagine the other cats, they get a little something, something in their, uh, you know, in their pay packet. So all is good. But yes. This was so much fun. So much fun. Now, one of the funniest moments, though, after Francis wins in such emphatic fashion, you had TC. You're like, ah, give him John Jones. <laughs> John Jones. And the way, oh, man, it was just so funny. It was so funny, right? The, the way he, he was talking it all up. I think ah, John missed the boat though, right? Because you know, straight away he tweeted, right? Straight away he tweeted, and he's just like, "Yo, give, I'm, I'm, I'm ready." Which boom, that 
you, you're all down with. Then his next tweet was to show me the money. And I'm just like, ah, John, stop with that shit. Listen, that that's not that's not the shit to tweet, right? You can work that out in the back rooms, right? The thing to tweet is, yo, Monday morning, I'm coming in. Let's talk contracts. You know what I mean? That, boom, that, that's like, you know what I mean? Unequivocal that you want that fight. That's what that shit is. You know what I mean? I'm coming. Get the paperwork ready. I'm coming to sign. Like if you if you talk shit like that, yo, that's what people want to see. It is it, just this whole show me the money. Be like, listen, it's gonna be a pay per view. The crowds are back. You're getting points. Like you know you're getting paid, right? You know you're getting paid. So what what are you doing, John? What are you doing? Hey, he needs to kind of get rid of the chip on the shoulder and just focus on the task at hand. And hey, listen, John Jones ain't scared. So anyone saying John Jones is scared is a fool. Is a fool. I look, I will say. Yuri, in the press conference, David would be like, oh, if I, if I was John Jones, I'd move to 100. That's just some funny shit. Right? I don't... I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was watching all of that, and it's kind of like, that isn't... Yo, everyone's saying you're the GOAT, John. Everyone's saying you're the GOAT. Right? It, it, it's just you make the call. Make the call. Why do you think that's a disrespectful thing to be like, oh, John, if you want to fight, make that call, you get the fight. That's what they said. Make the call, you get the fight. But John's acting all but her. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So, um, anyway, anyway, we've got a break. We've got a break, which... Ugh. Feels a little weird, right? Feels a little weird. You're like, ah, oh, I don't want to break, man. This is too much fun. You know, but um, yeah, the the tenth. That's our next card for Tory Till. So uh, you know <sighs> we will have to um yeah. We will have to put up with a no UFC at the weekend. But yeah, there's def- there's still a lot of action happening, so it's all good. But yes, Vittori Till, that's the next one. And um, oh, it's got a lot to live up to, people. It's got a lot to live up to. So the question is, people, how the hell do you talk? UFC 260, right, now, it was only, uh, it was 10 fights, right, but, yo, the way it ended, oh my god, it was, it was insane, right, so, um, yeah, how do you top that, well, people, Chael, he's gonna try, 
Biz, we have Submission Underground 21. And so this also, 10 fights, right? 10 on the undercard, 10 on the main card. And um, it was, oh man, it was fun. We had so many fun. We had so many fun ones. And I have to say, tag team back again. <laughs> oh my God. God, so funny, but it all started, it all started in just crazy style, Aaron Tig against Andrew Seidlinger, and whew, this was fun, man, right, so Seidlinger gets it to the ground, right, he gets it to the ground, he's looking to advance his position, Trig, though, you know, he, he's trying to, um, Keep Seidlinger off balance, right? Using the arm, like, you know, he posts it on the leg. Keep that cat off balance so, you know, can't um, get into a better position. And he was playing it very well. So we had scrambles, right? They were scrambling, you know, he's back, back and forth. It's interesting. And out of nowhere, like, literally, you, you know what I mean? You're watching it and it, you feel Seidlinger could be just on the cusp of getting something. And out of nowhere, Teague, you read, he, um, he gets a reversal, right? Gets a reversal and it looks like he's going for the back. Doesn't quite get it. Throws on a triangle. Bish, bash, boom. It is Done. It is done. Whoa. It was so fun. Like three just over three minutes had gone. Right? It was man, it was a fun friggin' fight, right? It was a great way to start things off. Now also on the um on the undercard, right? Oh man, we had some great fights, right? So Liz Tracy against Kristen Mickelson. That was good. Like Tracy, Tracy don't play. You know what I mean? Tracy don't play. But at no point in this fight, Mickelson just sat there. Mickelson was looking for shit straight away. Looking for shit straight away. Now Tracy got her down. Right, but it didn't matter. Milkelson is looking to get in on those legs. You know, she was always shifting the guard. Like, yeah, she was. She had an active bottom for sure. And um, so this one went to overtime. Right, went to overtime. So Tracy, she went with a um, spider web. Went with a spider web. And, man, you know, like, Mickelson hung tough for sure, right? But Tracy, in the end, gets an extension and a tap, right? But it was about mm, just over a minute. I feel it was just over a minute, right? So uh, you're thinking, okay, it, it could have been better, but it could have been worse, right? So Mickelson has got... That amount of time, you know, to try and do something. And look, we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. So Mickelson went for the back. 
She went for the back, which is always an interesting one, right? Because you kind of feel Spiderweb is possibly the quickest option, right? It's the quickest option and the, the hardest one just to hang tight in. But, yeah, Tracy was able to avoid and even escape. So, um, yeah, Tracy gets the win there. Right, Dan, so- Dan, Dan Soda, <laughs> Don Stoner, and um, Phil Swartz. So this was a um, man. This fight was so close, right? So close. It was back and forward. So we went the um, full overtime. You know, full overtime, and it was tight. It was so tight, but Stoner was just able to um, eke it out on escape time. But yeah, that was a a close, tight fight, which is fun, right? And one fight that was real interesting for me was um, Joey McKay, Andrew Alexander. So I, I, I don't believe I'd seen McKay... You know, do his thing before So I was tagging, you know, Alexander And Alexander looked good, right? But this was, man, this was just action This was action, right? It it was great It, it was really a fun, fun fight, you know? And, um, yeah, it was very back and forth Right, very back and forth, and you just, yeah, both had their opportunities in the main, you know, regular time portion of the fight, right? They they both had chances to possibly win, but it went to overtime, went to overtime, and, um, yeah, Alexander, you know, he, he took the back, Right, got a body triangle, and he was able to get a good amount of ride time. So, um, McKay, he also went with the back, and, um, man, he, he was just able to get that arm underneath the chin and get the tap, right? I, I believe it was a one-armed, um, yeah, I, I think it was a one-armed rear naked as well. Which, you know, makes it even more impressive. But yeah, that was that was a good one. It was so, you know, back and forth and crazy. But I, I think one of the fights of the night, right? One of the fights of the night had to be the, you know, the undercard finale. Right, we had Chase Davis against Carl Chambers, and this fight was man. This fight was crazy. It was crazy. So Chambers, he sits right. He sits out the gate, and he's looking for the legs. Looking for the legs. Now, Davis, he's, um, you know, he's attacking, right? He's coming from top, trying to get in. You know what I mean? Pushing the head, pushing the body, just looking to disrupt 
chambers to give himself an opening, right? And um, he gets into side control. But chambers, he, boom, straight, goes into a leg lock. Goes into a leg lock, and you're like, oh, okay, okay. Now, Davis escapes, but then chambers, he gets on top, and um, he drops back for a leg lock. And every moment, Chambers is, you know, going from one thing to the next, right? He's not staying... You'd think Chambers is a hyperactive kid, right? Like, you, you can never just think, okay, so, right, if I just block that, it's fine. Because you block something and instantly he's in on something else. And then instantly something else. He is a problem. He's a straight friggin' problem attacking all the way through. All the way through. But Davis is just able to survive. Just able to survive. So it goes um goes to overtime. Right? Goes to overtime. Now Chambers goes first. Right? Which I don't know. I've, I it's always a difficult one, right? Do you go first or do you go second? You know, do you let do you wait and see what they had, or do you try and set the tone? Well, Chambers he went with setting the tone, and he went with the spider web, right? Went with the spider web. Now, what he did, which not everyone does, he grabbed the leg, right? He grabbed the leg to um, stabilize himself and prevent uh, Davis. From, you know, turning Right, so he did that He then gets separation on the arm And a tap Whew Do you read it? was just like, oh, okay Right, did it in 38 seconds So you're just like, fuck You know what I mean? Davis is just, must be like, fuck not that it doesn't leave him enough time. Davis, he goes for the back, which, yeah, interesting. But, boom, Chambers, you know what I mean? He, he spins and escapes. Super, like, within the 38 seconds. That, that just kind of showed it. Because Chambers didn't even have to bother doing that. All he had to do is just, you know, fight the hands. But he's just like, no, that's how hyperactive Chambers is. Spins out, gets out, gets a sensational win. And what made it even more interesting, so Dana, Dana White, Texas Chael, and it's like, give those motherfuckers 500 Gs each. Which I'm just like, yo, you mean that? That's pretty cool, right? Because firstly, you're thinking, oh shit, Dana's watching Submission Underground. Nice. And then he's just like, so impressed with the fight. You mean give those motherfuckers a bonus? Which now does Chael give the bonus, or is Dana giving the bonus out of his own pocket? Who knows? Just the fact they got it, and we got a great fight to see us in to the main card. So when your main card consists of two 
title fight and a tag match, right? How do you start that, right? You can't just put on any old fight as a lead into that, right? Can't. And they didn't. Right, we had Alimale McFarlane against Jessica I. Whoo, interesting, right? Because listen, if you followed Alimale McFarland, she won the first um, women's combat jujitsu. Right, she was the first women's champion of combat jujitsu. You know what I mean? So, look, we we've seen her. I think she did an, an EBI as well. Like, so she's legit. Like she's got great jujitsu. Um I think that's how she won most of her Bellator fights. Right? So you knew that. Now Jessica Rai, she's we've seen her on submission underground before. And we've seen her use jujitsu in a you know, UFC fight. So we know that she's got grounds, right? So it's just like, oh, how's this one gonna go? Right, what's gonna happen here? And it was a fun one, right? So I pulls guard, which yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised she pulled guard, and she was trying to throw up those legs, right? But uh, McFarland, you know, she's staying heavy on top. She throws her legs to the side, right, and um, gets on top. She's using her shoulder in a real good way. Right, and you're thinking, oh, is she going after a um, head and arm choke? Right, that was that's the thing. Right, for she she doesn't quite go for that, but she's got a a, a really good grip on the arm. Right, so you're thinking, oh, is she going Kimura? Right, is she going Kimura? Um, but she gets mount, you know, gets mount, and she's. Showing a very good top game But I As I said look I's no slouch Right So she's being disruptive Keeping moving Avoiding those dangerous situations And we get it to overtime Right So it goes to overtime And um, So I goes with the uh, Spiderweb <clears throat> But You know uh, McFarland, she was able to able to avoid, you know, the extension. She escaped. She escaped fairly quickly, right? And I think I didn't really lock anything up, so that that helped. I um that helped McFarland get out. So McFarland, she also went spider, right? And um. Yeah, again, it was, you know, she she had a tight grip. Had a tight grip, but I was able to escape. Right? So you're like, oh, this is this is getting interesting, right? Where where's this gonna go? So I again went spider. This time it looked like she had a stronger grip. Looked like she had a stronger grip. But McFarland is able to stack her and um, pry her arm out. All right, so um, yeah, bottom of the second, McFarland 
side spider web as well, right? And this time she, she you know, she uses the arm, stabilizes Eye's body, right? So a bit like what Chambers did. And, um, yeah, because of that, so she's got the body and, she, you know, she's staying calm. Stay very calm, not rushing anything. And now she's got time and she uses it to, you know, just get that arm extension and I has to tap. Ah, no, that was fun, man. That was a, that was a good fight. It was a good fight. And you've got to give props to um I to get it, you know, out of regular. And to the, uh, you know, second inning of overtime. So what what was really interesting, right? So, again, can't be any old fight. Can't be any old fight. And this wasn't, right? So we had Satashi Ishii. Ishii, former Olympic judo champion against Andy Varala. And if you heard the, you know, the conversation with Boss Lady herself... Heather last week You know, so this was This is a big one Like, Chael was looking for Varala to show and prove Right? And on the broadcast Yo, he drops it, right? So if Varala wins He gets the winner of the main event Right? He, he gets the challenge for the absolute bell So it's just like, yo but Verala doesn't know this Doesn't know it So it puts a little extra sauce on the fight, people So, it, it, you know, starting on the feet Starting on the feet And he's an Olympic champion, right? So Ishii, he's pushing forward You know what I mean? It's a battle of them hands Getting that control Ishii gets Verala to defence Gets him to defence Right, but Varala grabs the neck, grabs the neck. So Ishi gets him down, but Varala, you know, he he's on the neck, and he utilizes that to get himself into mount. Right, gets him to mount. Now he um he loses the grip on the neck, but. Right, he's able to get the back Able to get the back Sinks in a body triangle And yeah, he, the, you know, they're fighting hands He's trying to protect the neck Right, so um, yeah, it's a little back and forth Now, Varala, he tries to transition back to mount Which, ah, probably not the best Probably not the best Loses position um, and Ishii gets up and then gets Varala down, but not able to, um, yeah, not able to do anything else significant really before regular time finishes. So we go to go to extra time, and extra time was, yo, extra time was crazy interesting. Right, Varala went first. Went first, took the arm, took the back even, and um, man, it's like 
it, it looked very close. Looked very close with a rear naked. Had one arm under the chin at one point, but yet couldn't get the grip. And um, Ishii was able to escape. I think um, Ferrara got about a minute. Got about a minute. So Ishii took the back, right? But Ferrara was. Now, the crazy thing about it, Ferrara kind of escaped early. Right, got his back to the floor, but it it was allowed to carry on for a while, and I I wasn't quite sure why, right? Because although you know Ishii had some sort of I don't know a key lock grip or something, you you think that the separation has happened. Right, because there's been other times when we've seen similar and it's been called. So, yeah, I was a little bit baffled why. But, you know, uh, eventually it was called though, right? An escape was called. So, we um, go again and Varala, again, he takes the back, right? Takes the back, but can't, um, can't get anything. Ishii goes for a spider web on his next, right? Um, but yeah, can't can't get the tap, can't get the tap, can't extend the arm. Varala escapes. So at this point, you kind of feel Varala is up on ride time, right? Kind of looks like Varala is up on ride time, and um, yeah, he goes for the back, but. Ishii escapes pretty qu- quickly. Right? He escapes pretty quickly. So, we're now on Ishii. Ishii goes with the spider web. And what's great, Ishii gets extension on the arm. Ishii gets extension on the arm. And legs over the head. You're, you're thinking, Ferrara ain't escaping out of this. That's, that's it. That's a perfect hold right there. But, god damn it, Varala was able to get, um, he was able to get it to a point, right, where he could get his legs over, so he, he got his legs over and, um, got his arm out, which was, it's crazy. Right now, I'd be interested to know what Varala's arm is feeling right now. But yeah, got that arm out. So super impressive. And then, you know, imagine he goes back and finds out he's headlining the next card. And that's not that's not a bad little situation to be in, right? So we now go on to the tag teams, right, tag teams are back, and, um, <laughs> all right, so we had, you know, Team American Top Team, the Simone Cousins, Ricky and John were going up against the Gentlemen's Fight Club, Mike Courier, who you might remember from um, Combat Jiu-Jitsu last week, and he got bloodied up. So it was Mike Courier with Willie Adafri. 
And um, <laughs> this was, oh my God, this was so crazy. It was so crazy. And one thing I'd forgotten, right, that they start in such a weird position, right? So tags start lying down next to each other, you know, like, so one person from each team, they start on the bottom lying down and one arm in the air and then it's like, boom, you're up and it's going. So we had Courier and, um, you know, John, right? Courier and John. So, you know, John was able to get up faster and, um, yeah, get on John. Get on Mike, even, Courier So he gets Courier to his corner And um, it was an interesting one, right? Because we're like, oh, Ricky, he wants to get tagged in straight he wants to get tagged in But John's just like, nah <laughs> I ain't doing that But he's able to get I feel it was, he, he utilised a head arm choke And he gets a tap now, he gets a tap, and um, John then tags Ricky. Now, the crazy thing is, Ricky doesn't know what happens next, right? So, if you tap someone out, their call, their teammate can come straight in. So, Ricky is just standing there, and then <laughs> Anna Free comes racing in and tackles him. And it's just uh, one of the funniest freaking things. Now, it's not quite the funniest, because that, that's just about to happen, right? So, um, <laughs> oh, man, it's Anna Free and Simone, right? They're battling it. But Simone's able to get Adafree up, right? Picks him up, boom, takedown, right? So um, Simone then tags in his cousin John, right? John gets um, Adafree's back, but, you know what I mean? There's a size difference. So Adafree's able to stand, walk over to his corner, and tag in Courier, so you're thinking, oh shit, this is perfect, right? Because I don't think John sees a tag firstly, and then you get a few seconds to do a little double team and whatnot. So you're like, boom, perfect situation for the Gentleman Fight Club. Not quite, people. Now, this was just in, it was insane. Courier comes in, right? He comes in, he's thinking, oh, we got advantage. I'm gonna I'm gonna take, you know, a, 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 a nice little leg lock. Right? So he sinks in a leg lock, gets a tap. Problem is <laughs> the problem is it wasn't fucking John Simone's leg. Right? Because John Simone is in the air. See, Adafree was carrying Simone. So the leg Currierhug went for and tapped was his own goddamn partners. It was the 
it was the most insane thing you've ever fucking seen. It, you're just like, what has just happened? Like, what has just happened? It was, oh my gosh, it, it was so friggin' insane. It was so friggin' insane. And, um, yeah, the, the rest of the fight... Oh man, the rest of the fight was fun, right? So we we had the lot back and forth. You know, the Simones really did utilize that 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 tag team very well. They utilized it very well, and obviously they walked away with the win. Ah, it it was it was fun, people. It was fun, but we then went to. Yeah, our first title fight, right? I was gonna say the, the tag teams they did actually win. It was actually a, a you know a championship as well. I should say you know they won the um the, the tag team championships. So um yeah, that that was good. They walked away with a nice trophy. But yes, it was time for the women's absolute belt, and Amanda Lowen, you know she put her. Yeah, a title on the line against a Roxanne a Modafari, right? So, um, yeah, it was like, oh, how is this gonna go? Now, um, you know, Lowen she pulls guard, right? Pulls guard, and she's looking for those legs. But Modafari, you know, she's in the guard, and she, you know, she sits back up. She's she's keeping tall. Right, because she doesn't want to get caught with, you know, no 10th planet rubber guard, missioning co, or anything crazy like that. But Lowen, you know, she is, yeah, she's looking for shit. Looking for shit all the time, right? Mother Fairy, you know, again, she's still trying to stay tall. Now, Lowen, then she, um, you know, she nearly grabs a triangle at one point. Nearly grabs triangle. But Modafferi stacks her up, right? Lewin, though, she then goes for the leg, right? Modafferi, she um, she scrambles, gets into side control, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, again, back and forth, right? Back and forth, Lewin, you know, she gets back into guard, Right, and, uh, yeah, attacking, attacking, right, so we, um, we go to overtime, right, we go to overtime, Modafari goes first, she goes with Spiderweb, right, and, um, yeah, right, she's, uh, like, she had a decent situation, but she moved her leg. She moves her leg, which, you know, gave Lewin just the amount of space to step over and escape. Right? So, um, yeah, then it was, you know, Lewin's turn. Spiderweb, right? And... Yeah, she um she's very calm. Right? Very calm. Now Modafferi is trying to throw her legs up, but yeah, Lou and she avoids the legs. Avoids the legs, still staying calm, right? And you know, she she pivots on the body slightly, 
gets that extension of the arm and a bish bash bosh it's the tap it is the tap and still people and still which leads us to the main right mason fowler the champion against the boogeyman himself richie martinez and um yeah you know richie martinez man so you know this is gonna be a fun one and goddamn, this was a fun fight now I think it was clear that Mason is probably the the stronger, the, the, you know, the, I think he had slightly more power in there. So Rick, Ricky, he's trying to pull guard a couple of times, but Fowler's able to power, power and shrug him off. All right, Martinez, he, um, he nearly gets a reversal, but again, Fowler powers out, stands up. Right, Fowler, he's looking for, uh, you know, a good position. Eventually, gets into side control. So you're just like, oh, how is this gonna go, right? But you know, time's pulling on because remember, these are only five minute matches, right? So, um, yeah, Fowler, he he's looking for a key lock. Looks like he's looking for a key lock. But you think like the way Martinez is moving, it doesn't seem like he's gonna get it, right? And we're close to the end, right? I think it's like four minutes twenty, four minutes twenty, four minutes forty, and you're thinking, oh, this is probably gonna go to overtime, right? And oftentimes, yeah, Fowler takes you to overtime. Wears you out and then does his thing in overtime. But it was just like all of a sudden, you know, suddenly all of a sudden, you know, Fowler's just like, oh, nah. Right? So, yeah, there's a lot of jockeying. Fowler transitions, boom, grabs an arm bar, grabs an arm bar, gets the tap. Gets the tap. Man, it, it was it was crazy. You just thought, oh, it's going. And then boom. Tap comes. Right? Which, yeah. I think. Huh. I think that might be his first regular regular um you know submission since being champion. I think. I might be wrong, but I think it is. But yeah, so much fun. This was such a fun card. And yeah, so we know who's next for Fowler, right? But we, we, we all the time getting teased about Craig Jones, who he's fighting, but that doesn't drop. But yeah, I don't think Amanda's got an opponent. And I don't know. I'm thinking this isn't Rachel Ostrovich. She she's always got good jujitsu, right? She we've seen her have some really fun battles on the ground with the jujitsu. You know, nearly had Paige guns, Paige um Van Sant. Yeah, god damn, mine went blank. Nearly had Van Sant in their fight, right? So I'm wondering, maybe 
Rachel Osovich against Amanda Lewis. That could be a fun fight, right? I don't know. But one thing I do know for sure, Submission Underground 22 on the 25th of April. So mark that in the calendar, people. And it's headlined by Mason Fowler against Andy Varela. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Okay, people, so as we draw to a close on another episode, there's a lot, right? There's a lot going down. You know what I mean? Now, we have some statements, right? So let's get to um, the old T Wood, right? Because, yeah, didn't go to plan. Well, T Wood has come out and said, Shit was going real well until it wasn't. I mean, that's it, right? That that that's that's so damn true. It's like my camp pushed me in ways I haven't been pushed in a while. I committed and swore to myself I would bring the tiger out that earned me gold. I saw the opportunity for the KO and got too excited. Paid a big cost. I don't regret my aggression as that's what God created me to do. Luke is a tough and humble fighter. Was an honor to share the cage with you tonight. Yo, real talk, baby. And, um, yo, my boy Stipe. Stipe, hey, he, um, yeah, didn't go, didn't go to plan. But it doesn't change anything, right? So Stipe came out and he said, first and foremost, I'm okay. See, whenever someone says that, all like just straight away, I just picture Derek Lewis now. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> anyway, so I know that fool wasn't my most graceful fool, but I was unconscious, so it happens. To my family, friends, and fans, especially Croatia and Cleveland, I love you and I'm sorry. I hate letting you down. To my team, thank you. I know you feel every loss just as much as I do. We win as a family, we lose as a family. Losses aren't fun, they always sting for a while. But that's the beast of this business. You can't win them all. And it's important to understand that losing is just as much a part of sports and life as winning. Don't ever forget God will always put you where you meant to be at that exact moment. You can't dwell on what you should have done better, but you can learn and improve from it and come back more prepared next time. Yo, Steve Unfortunately, I deviated from game plan. I felt great coming into the second round. I saw it was beginning to go as planned. He was getting very winded and I came in overzealous and unprotected. I wasn't in good posture to take the hit. He saw the opening and did what any great fighter would have done. That was my error. That I accept. It won't happen again. Lastly, I'd like to congratulate Francis Ngannou and his team on a well-earned victory. 
Saturday night was your night. Enjoy your victory for now. I'm going to enjoy the downtime, spend time with my family, and welcome our son into the world this summer. Stay tuned. God bless. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, yeah. I, I, I think that kind of says it all, really. It's, it's what everyone, you know, kind of expected. I mean, firstly, after getting knocked out like that, Right, it should be, I feel, you know, it, it should just be one of those things where you automatically have to sit out six months, right? I mean, it was just brutal, a brutal knockout, it's six months, nothing, no doctor's note, nothing like that will get you back in there, you know? Secondly, he's got a kid coming, so yeah, give him some time to, to chill and do all of that. Right, so that makes sense, you know. Now, <laughs> the last one, ah, uh, John Jones. John Jones be crazy, right? John is talking so much reckless shit right now. It's insane because I, I, John. Look, I like watching John Jones fight. You know what I mean? But John has got these crazy chips on his shoulder And I feel he sometimes looks for the butthurt Because what Dana said in the press conference wasn't even insulting You mean? He's like, yo, he propped out John And he was just like, listen, Derek is the fight Which technically, yes, Derek Lewis is the fight Derek has won enough to, you know, in heavyweight terms To get that fight Right? And to, we need to avenge that dirty taste from the first one But He's like, yo, John can have that fight He just needs to make a fucking phone call Right? Which Listen, you can say How many times have your people said to you Yeah, yeah, nah Let me know when you're doing that thing next I'll be down Right? Or, oh, if, if thingy comes, get me a ticket I'll be, I'll, Yeah, I'll be doing And you do it And they're like, ah, you know what? Nah, I'm not really ah. You know, so just because someone is saying stuff Doesn't mean, you know, they're necessarily ready at this moment in time to do stuff Right? And wouldn't, like, I don't understand I'd be making that phone call Right? As soon as that fucking fight is done, as soon as that fight got stopped, I'd have been sending messages, be like, yo, July, me, him, let's go. Like, then talk money. But all the show me the money, like, it's a silly thing to do. It's a silly thing to do. Talk the money, right? Once you've said, I'm what I want that shit, right? Then you sort out the money. But by coming and just saying, oh, make me an offer, be like, motherfucker, no. Right? Because I hate that shit. You know what I mean? When you go for a job and they're like, how much would you like to be paid? It'd be like, tell me what the fucking ceiling is, man. 
What's the brackets? Stop fucking around. Tell me the brackets and I'll tell you where I sit. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's just a silly thing. You know what I mean? And listen, John knows. John knows. And he knows as well, right? This is a fight that would make change, right? Now that everything's open up, kind of, we think. You know what I mean? If that's in an arena, John's gonna get points. So he's gonna make money. He's making money from the fight. So instead of trying to just focus on this one thing, just say you wanna fucking fight. Say the date you wanna fight. You know what I mean? He, he, he's too much in himself looking to be like, you offended me. You said this. You said that. And he's like, don't expect everyone to kiss your ass. Everyone's saying you're the GOAT Everyone's saying you're the GOAT DC has said you're the GOAT Everyone is saying you're the GOAT, son So just go and get what you think is yours And that's the belt No, you mean, other shit Chase Alright So let's get to There's not much news There's a little bit though So the flyweight division welcomes a new cat, Paddy Pimleton, former Cage Warriors champion, in step. You know what I mean? He's just signed to the organization. On then the next what? Not the next two, but UFC 262. Tony Ferguson v Binal Dayush. I wasn't. I'm not sure if that's been announced already, but I saw that and I'm thinking that's a new fight, right? And this is a tasty one. UFC 263 takes place on the 12th of June. Lauren Murphy, Joanna Calderwood. Yo. And you've got to feel the winner of that fight is going to be fighting Shevchenko. You know what I mean? Because Murphy has definitely put herself in a position, right? But with the belt being on the line at UFC 261, this is the way to go. So, um, yeah, winner gets Shevchenko, methinks, people. I mean, unless Andrade gets the win, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, people, that is it. We are done. And um, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, we're just going to be looking at LFA and that kind of thing, right? Okay, people, until then, Nigga.